right, hello and welcome to the Conjecturing Horrorish Podcast. With me is Laura. Hello. And Greg. Hey guys. And I'm your host Rob. How's everybody doing tonight? Great. Doing good. Doing good. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Nice. Excited for another another episode here. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know this is usually like the highlight of my week. Me too. You know, pretty, <laughs> I, I have a wife and a child, but you know, this is, this is usually pretty fun to do. You know, I, I'm always excited when we get to record and talk about a movie and stuff like that. You know, I agree. I was actually just telling a friend today, you know, this weekend we spent the weekend just chores and errands and cleaning and it was, it sucked. And, you know, we we're all kind of miserable. And I was like, man, at least on Sunday nights, I've got the pod. It's like the best, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's for sure. Yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, uh, let's see what we're drinking tonight. Let's get to what we're drinking. Um, so let's see what we're drinking. We got the drop here. What's in the cups? Okay. So uh, I've been I've been watching Laura sipping on her drink over here, Laura. So what are you What are you drinking? I'm very excited to talk about this drink. Um, I did not make this up on my own. I can't give credit here. Uh, but I found this drink recipe online. It's actually called the Conjuring. And the reason it's called The Conjuring is because it's muddled blackberry and sage, like 10 sage leaves that I've muddled. Because as you know, Mm -hmm. sage keeps away spirits out those Mm -hmm. bad spirits. Um, And in addition to the muddled blackberries and sage, there is tequila, orange bitters, uh, lemon juice and agave. And it is so delicious. And I've garnished it with, of course, a blackberry and more sage <laughs> that is wow. incredible so so no ghosts are getting down your throat tonight nothing hell no no yeah look that color is just from muddled blackberries that red color it's just tequila yeah that's it that's nice so nice uh, what, a, what about what about what about you greg what's going down your throat tonight <laughs> I'm not nearly as creative. The only thing I can think of is the fact that ghosts and apparitions are sort of hazy. They're sort of translucent. So I've got a, a standard hazy IPA here. Nice. 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 Cool. Ooh, cool. Good sound. Mm-hmm. Good sound. Yeah. And I'm, uh, I'm kind of, I'm kind of going similar to Laura a bit, but grosser. Uh, I'm doing, uh, I made myself some sangria. Uh, so Ooh. I just made myself some sangria. It's just wine. It has some cherries in it and like, you know, some fruit and stuff like that. And it's all based on the the scene in this movie that we're doing when the ghost throws up in the mom's mouth, you know? Oh. <laughs> so that's uh, whatever you want to call it, the uh, the barf barf sangria, whatever you want to call it. Um, yeah, so that's, Man, what that's what I'm drinking tonight. Mm-hmm. I love sangria. Mm-hmm. And now I feel like every time I drink it, I'm going to be thinking about this. Yeah. Oh. yeah, so that's what's going down my throat. Yikes. Cheers. And we got we got some uh, we got some little bit of costumes going tonight. Um, Greg uh, is dressed like Ed Warren. You have to appreciate my my baby face too. I shaved because he's very clean cut in this movie. Yes, I noticed that. Oh wow, I didn't I didn't notice that. Wow, nice, Greg. Good job. You know, yeah. Uh, so describe describe what you're wearing, Greg. Besides your baby face, I've got a vest, kind of a black vest uh, over a, a white collar T-shirt. He's a very very sharp dresser in this movie. Um, I thought I'd slide into his role. Nice, nice, yeah. yeah. And I'm I'm just wearing a I don't know. It's just like a buttoned up jean shirt, but it has like trees on it that are very conjuring s trees. There's no there's no noose hanging from the trees, but thank you know, God. But yeah, yeah. So just wearing a little shirt to fit in. Uh, and we'll say we we're saving the best for last. So Laura, what are you what are you wearing tonight, Laura? 
I, I'm not necessarily Lorraine, although I probably look more like her than any other character. I just went uh, very early 70s vibe. I've got the big, like, late 60s, early 70s sunglasses, some dangly earrings, and then I've got a white, frilly, poofy shirt, kind of similar to the one that Lorraine wears in this movie. And then I parted my hair down the middle and curled it, and I have it pinned up on both sides, which I think is actually a hairstyle that Lorraine has in the movie, too. So maybe I am her. We'll just say I am. I'll post photos. (laughs) Very, uh, very groovy. Very groovy. I like it. I like it. Mm Mm-hmm. Far out. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so let's get to some updates right now. We don't have a whole lot. The only thing we really have is an update from the thing last week episode. We had an email in from a listener. Uh, listener Lindsay emailed in and was kind of pissed off at me. I think she literally put on the docket two middle fingers to Rob for not giving a dog spoiler warning for the thing episode. Um, you know, sorry. <laughs> All I can say is I'm sorry. I, I literally forgot that there was, I mean, I do remember there was a dog in the movie, but I didn't remember that they, most of them die, you know? Um, what? How do you not remember that? They like, they all die. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> it's like the theme of the movie. I mean, my whole thing with like the dog, like the animal, not I don't know if it's animal cruelty, but animal deaths in movies. It's like, if it's a movie pre-1990, you have to assume the animal's going to die because they didn't give a shit back in the day about any of that stuff, you know? Oh, it's still like that. I mean, especially in horror. If you see an animal, you can pretty much assume that they're done. And if they do survive, that's that's great. That's, but that's the exception, not the rule. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And and I guess I guess I have to apologize for this week because the dog died again this week. So, uh listener yeah. listener Lindsay, any of the listeners out there that, you know, like animals, you know, we all like animals, of course, but uh you know, I'm sorry. I'm sorry I didn't give you guys. You got to go on what's your what's the website, Greg? Everybody needs to check out this website every damn week. Does the dog die.com. Yeah. Yeah, go to the does the dog die.com. Look up the movie just in case we're watching it. Maybe there's a dog, maybe there's a rat. I have no idea. But uh, <laughs> research it every week so I don't have to get double middle fingered uh, in an email that, that I didn't say anything up front. Okay. <laughs> oh, but this, this week is worse, Sadie. Yeah, no. I know, I know, I know. Yeah. Um, yeah, so like we've been talking about, we're doing 2013's The Conjuring this week. Uh, as Laura said last week, this is the movie that kind of has our namesake of our pod, The Conjecturing. Um, from it um, it's our base of our artwork with annabelle the nun and the crooked man and everything like that mm-hmm. um so laura why else did you choose this movie this week besides that i chose this movie because it is i mean it's one of the scariest horror movies i've ever seen um it's definitely in my top five favorite oh. horror movies for sure hmm. um and i was very lucky. I saw this in theaters and I won't talk about it yet. I'll wait, but I had the best theater experience watching this. So I can't wait to tell you guys about it. It's good. Nice. 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 Um, yeah. I mean, I mean, this is, I mean, like you said, this is top five for me too, you know, nice. uh, top five for me too. This is honestly the movie that opened the door for me again to start watching scary movies again like we've talked before you know i was traumatized very early on 
I really swore off mostly all scary movies uh, for a good, you know, decade or two. And this was the movie that I heard the hype. I knew the director. I love James Wan. And I said, okay, I'm going to give it a try. And I think it might have been maybe you, Laura, or one of you guys that talked to me into like, you've got to watch it. Like, it's so good. Like, this is a good gateway. It's, it is scary, but it's so well done that you'll appreciate it. So mm-hmm. I watched it and it kind of drew me on the path of being like, okay, I can kind of handle some of this stuff. And, and then I went on the whole Conjuring franchise and watched the sequels and everything like that. And it just really opened the door to me again of watching and enjoying these type of movies, you know? So, mm-hmm. uh, so I definitely have it a high, high appreciation for it. Nice. That's a good recommendation because I I know Rob, you look at the movies that in, in general from a, like a, a film production uh, standpoint. I think maybe more than us sometimes. So this was a, mm-hmm. I think a, that's a good suggestion to give to you to like get back into the genre. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What about you, Greg? You, you've definitely seen it, of course, in the past and everything. Oh yeah, I've seen it several times. I saw it in the, in the theater also, and I vividly remember uh, instances uh, throughout that experience wow nice nice yeah i'm excited to get to that when we you know kind of hear your guys stories when we get to that point um but uh let's get to uh our horrorish segment of the week first uh this week i have for you guys i have this week i got a question for you guys i got a question um so definitely like we said this movie uh the conjuring i mean one of the one of my favorite I don't know, it's not a favorite scene, but one of the things I love the most in this movie is the whole like demonic room that the Warrens have that has all the items that they that they have and their spirits attached to every item. I just love that idea. And it's not even an idea, mm. it's real. There is that real room somewhere, you know what I mean? Um, and so like I started thinking of like, what would be like, not the most fucked up item <laughs> to be in that room, but I wanted to pose a question kind of similar to that to you guys is um like what would be the worst daily item in your home to be haunted so what i what (laughs) item what uh what item what item that's that that's in your home but it's a daily thing you know that you kind of use or or would need but it's haunted and you can't remove it uh so what would be the worst item i could tell you right now (laughs) i would be horrified if something was up with my coffee maker like if it was haunted because I rely on that so heavily. And if there's a chance that it stops working, I-, I will die. I would literally be on my knees telling the demon, like, I, I, will-, I will join you. Give me my coffee Release right my now. coffee machine. <laughs> yeah, please. <laughs> Take my soul, but not my coffee. <laughs> exactly. Uh, that seems about right. Yeah, that's perfect. Okay, what it's a- not a joke, you guys. No, I'm I know. It's, I, I know. It's serious. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What about you, Greg? What what item can you think of? I'm going to go the Annabelle uh, route. Any of my kids' dolls, like his, his toys, they all have these like glassy eyes and these very plastered, you know, happy expressions on them. Mm-hmm. Um, and in like the day-to-day context, they're great. Like he loves them. He likes to play with them. But the moment that you start injecting like the haunted aspect into any of them, they instantly turn terrifying. And yeah, um, especially the ones that make noise. Like if I were to hear any of them, this actually happened one time, but uh, with the exception of one toy, if, if I were to hear any of the ones that uh, make noise or move or vibrate, like just go off like while I'm in front of it, I don't know. I'd have to. I'd have to toss it, and I wouldn't care if he hated it or cried. I'd be like, "Nope, sorry, it's haunted. Goes in the trash." 
<laughs> it wouldn't it wouldn't just be like Annabelle and then just like knock on the door and pop itself back in. Oh, actually, well, then in that case, I'm gonna just incinerate it. <laughs> okay, all right. I'm not right, taking nice. that risk. Yeah, you're not taking that chance. You're not taking that chance. No. Oh, uh, that's funny. Uh, yeah, I think for me, the obvious one is a toilet. Come on, like you know, you don't. <laughs> oh my god. You don't you don't want a haunted toilet? Like what the fuck? You know, like I keep picturing in my head like the scene in Look Who's Talking to when the the toilet is like all upset, you know, and it's like yelling at the baby and has like teeth and it's blue and everything like that. I mean, nobody nobody wants mm. a haunted toilet, you know. I mean, that's just, my 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 mind automatically goes to like cleanliness things, like maybe like a haunted water pick or like a haunted electric toothbrush <laughs> or something like that. Like you know, like that would be crazy. And that just eats your tongue. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, it's like you're brushing your teeth, and then it's just like like somehow blood's just coming out of your mouth, like it's making blood and shit. You know, oh, that's a good point. Any any uh, appliance where you're the most vulnerable using it, even like a garbage disposal, something that we're like, you're so open and you know, that would be the worst toilet. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm trying, I'm keeping it PC cause I'm not going to say any other bad ones, but you know, yeah. uh, I don't want to get in trouble. My, my mom listens. So I don't get anything worse than that. So, uh, <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> so yeah, good answer. Oh good man. Lauren, Lauren knows what I'm talking about. Uh, yeah. so, so, <laughs> everybody so, uh, knows what you're talking about yeah, i know i know i know <laughs> so yeah so if anybody wants to email in give us their suggestions for what you know kind of like daily household item you wouldn't want to be haunted uh you can hit us up conjecturing pod at gmail or twitter instagram at conjecturing pod um so let's uh let's get to the movie now uh you know let's get into the movie here so uh it's time to enter the cellar let's go down that cellar um yeah. and let's get to the movie so spoiler warning up front right now we're doing the conjuring uh 2013 film like i said director james wan uh he did of course aquaman he did insidious franchise uh saw franchises had a lot of hand in those ones um and then of course all the conjurings and annabelles and any spinoff from any of these things, the nuns, all those movies he's had a bit of a hand in. Um, the budget for this movie was $20 million. Um, so a good, a good budget, you know, a yeah. good budget for a horror movie. Uh, box office was $319 million. So this, wow, this movie cleaned up at the box office. Yeah. 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 Um, Laura, do you want to get some interesting facts going? Hell yeah. This one's my favorite. Uh, when the movie was shown in the Philippines, some cinemas had to hire a Catholic priest to bless the viewers before showing it. And this was due to some viewers having reported that they had a negative presence after watching the film. Wow. That is my favorite. That's amazing. That's crazy. Uh, yeah. Another really interesting fact is the film contains no sex or nudity, um, little profanity, tame mostly bloodless violence uh says brief alcohol i don't even remember there being any alcohol honestly no Mm -hmm. smoking but it still received an r rating which they had to fight for apparently Mm -hmm. um and this is just solely because of the scare factor but it's crazy apparently in the Mm -hmm. very beginning they were considering higher than r just because they thought it was that scary like what what goes higher yeah this is NC-17. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. When you said they were fighting for R, they were... Down to R. Oh, yeah. I mean, originally, originally they were hoping for PG-13 because they didn't have any of those yeah. elements in there, mm-hmm. which usually, you know, secures you a PG-13 rating, but... Jeez. Wow. 
Yeah. And then the last fact I have is that the real Lorraine Warren and the real uh, Andrea Perrin, who's the oldest, eldest daughter of the Perrin family, they served as consultants to director James Wan um, and the screenwriters. They both claim the movie is accurate to the real story of what happened um, during the 10 years they lived there. Yeah. Yeah. I was, I did a lot of research too, after watching this movie, I've seen this movie multiple times, but I never actually read a lot of the stories. And mm. yeah, that was one thing I was so surprised of like how long they actually lived in this house. Yeah. Cause this mm. move, this movie pretty much looks like it takes place over maybe two weeks. Yeah. You know, like there's haunting, it goes on there, there for like a week and then it gets, you know, the ending and they're good to go. But I didn't yeah. realize that they lived in this house for like eight years, you know, while the stuff was going on. Like that's crazy. That is crazy. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so the cast for this movie, the movie uh, like we talked about, we got uh, Patrick Wilson, of course, as Ed Warren. We have, uh, f- what is it, Vera for- Farmiga. Farmiga, Vera Farmiga as Lorraine Warren. You got Lily Taylor as, you know, Carolyn, the, the mom. We got Ron Livingston from Office Space as, <laughs> Ro- as Roger. Um, and then we got a, you know, all the kids mostly in this movie- um, did you guys recognize any of the kids or any of the kids like bigger actors now? I did. I did. <laughs> you always do. What What are they from? Um, well, you've got uh, Joey King. She's Christine, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, she is in a ton of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, she was most recently on that Hulu show, The Act. Is that the girl that kept getting her foot grabbed? Is that her? Yeah. Yes. Oh, okay. Yes. She looked the most familiar. I was like, oh, I think she's something. Okay. Yeah. She's mm-hmm. she's in a lot of stuff. And then the the daughter, I forget her name, that does all the sleepwalking. Oh, if mm-hmm. you are a Twilight fan, she is the daughter in the Breaking Dawn Part 2, Renesmee. Hmm. I'm sure you captured a lot of uh, interest on that one. <laughs> hey. <laughs> It's not like I threw it in my interesting facts. So. Yeah, well, that's true. That's true. Yeah. What, <laughs> Greg? Come on, Greg. Oh, man, jeez. Supposed mm-hmm. to sound cool here, okay? Mm-hmm. Well, yes. I, I, I'd rather watch that than the happenings. So I'm good there. Oh, uh, hell yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was just as scary, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, so, uh, uh, Laura, do you want to do our synopsis? This movie? We, we need yeah. the statute of limitations on on the happening after so many episodes <laughs> you cannot no longer even say it, it just <laughs> I, I don't know i think it's just the standard man for better or for worse greg. okay it, it was the faculty for a good month man but now it's the happening greg sorry yeah mm. or killer clowns yeah see that that was mine you know until it's until it tw- it twist it got twisted and then it became a positive thing <laughs> can i just say now i even see like memes or gifs of it and i'm like oh it makes me happy. Oh, Killer Clowns? <laughs> yeah. Because all of a sudden, out of nowhere, I just like the movie. It's one of those movies that you just need to, like, sit on for a while. I don't know. There's another there's an sound bite. Okay. All right. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> all right. Sorry, Mom. Sorry, Mom. <laughs> I've been the end sound bite too many times, you guys. It's That's true. Someone That's else true. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, Laura, synopsis. Synopsis, what do you got for this movie? All right. Uh, This movie is set in 1971. Um, It follows the uh, quote-unquote real story of the parents and Ed and Lorraine Warren, who are demonologists, and she is clairvoyant. Um, And they they set out to help the parents um, 
who are experiencing demonic happenings. And yeah, I mean, I don't want to give the rest away, but this is the first installment into the Conjuring series and pretty much everything in the Conjuring universe. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Like, I, I wonder it, when they say started kind of like writing and doing this movie, if like they had any idea of what it would become, you know, because looking back now, it's like, oh, like the opening is a great little setup for Annabelle. Like, you know, yeah. like like this one part is a great setup for this spinoff. You know, there's like, like even like the whole thing, like they don't finish it. So I wonder if they were thinking the whole time, like, oh, we're going to do kind of like our own little trilogy. And then it just became bigger than that even, you know? Maybe, but how would you know it's going to be that big? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Maybe they just watched it and they were like, this is legit. Like we can do whatever we want from this, you know? Yeah. I mean, there have been spinoffs and trilogies of a lot worse you know, so I mean, of course, yeah, one passed through and James Wan, you know, you can create a franchise out of this. Yeah, yeah exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so, uh, so where do you want to where do you want to kind of start, Laura? What do you think? You just kind of want to start with the opening overall thought, stuff like that? Yeah, let's start with the opening. Um, mm-hmm. I I love how this movie opens with a like a side story or a backstory. I, I love it when movies do that, especially horror movies. So that that was great. Um the, just from the get-go, the music, the sounds, the score, they're so just spot on, um, really horrifying, creepy sounds that just like made me feel really uneasy. Um, and, and also just from the get-go, uh, Vera Farmiga, she, I feel like she was just born to play this role. She was so good. She seems like she is Lorraine Warren, which I'm sure is probably the highest compliment for an actor to hear. Um, And also I love even from the beginning, how much chemistry her and Patrick Wilson have. I really bought that from the get go. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree. Yeah. I mean, I I love the opening in this movie. Like you said, I love the, the Annabelle opening, you know, kind of like a subplot Mm -hmm. of the, of the, of the movie of the story a bit. And, you know, uh, just just when when the bangs on the door start happening, yeah. you know, it, oh, there's, it's like you said, the the it's I don't it's not even music, it's like sound effects, whatever you want to call it. It's so loud and like jarring that it's like vibrating, like the screen, whatever you're listening on, it's like vibrating. It's so it's so forceful, and it's so like great that you're like, holy shit, you know. Um, so yeah. I, I love the opening in this movie. I, I love that it kind of opens like that. And then I love the part where it like freezes and then it goes into like a crawl, you know, where it's like you're reading the words and then it, the yep. music kicks in. Cause that just gets into the whole, like, you know, paranormal activity or Blair Witch or whatever you want to call it. The, the, the true events feel that it gives you of like, this is documenting something that could really happen, you know, whether it's mm-hmm. embellished or not, you know, that's a debate or, or, or whatever you want to say. But right when it kicks into like, this is what's going on. These are who these people are. These are true events. It amplifies your, your, your anxiety of like, Oh shit, this isn't like, just like a movie movie, you know? So I love the open. I love the opening to this movie. It's so well done. Mm-hmm. But you, Greg, yeah, the when uh, the the banging was also very like alarming to me too. Just imagining the Annabelle doll on the other side of that door hitting the door that hard, it just was so jarring to me. That was really scary. Um, and then, like you said, uh, the I thought it was a really interesting setup. Not only are they saying that this movie is based on true events, but they're saying that 
it's based on one of the more significant true events in, I guess, modern, I guess they would call it demonology. They were saying mm-hmm. something along the lines of Ed Warren, who's the um, played by Patrick Wilson, right? So they said that Ed is the only non-ordained demonologist accepted by the Catholic church mm-hmm. and that yeah. Ed and Lorraine typically didn't release or talk about their stories or something along those lines. And then seeing that this was the only one where they decided to really like release the details of it to the public and, and get into it, you know, and make a movie about it. So as a viewer, you're on board, you know, not mm-hmm. only is it a true story, it's like one of the, you know, you know, it's going to be one of the scariest ones that has to be told. Very effective intro. Very. Exactly, yeah. I mean, this this movie does such a great job of setting up everything. You know, like the, the whole, you know, first third of this movie is all set up. You know, it, it's setting up, you know, who the Warrens are, who this family is, you know, what's going on in the house. Yeah. Which I thought was cool, too. The first time you see them, after a few minutes of looking at the Lawrence, the Warrens, you see uh, the family moving into a house, this house that we wind up finding is haunted and they spend like about two or three minutes going through like a montage, not a montage, but the, you know, the, you follow the movers moving in the couch, people are moving the boxes and you kind of weave in and out of the hallways. And it's a really effective way to get to know in a, in a quick manner what's going on. It's just a giant family. You know, it's a mom, dad, and like five, they have five daughters, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And each of them kind of have their own little quirks and they're of different ages slightly. And as the camera goes through the house while they're moving in, you kind of get a sense of that in, in like a very rapid fashion, which I thought was a, a cool way to intro the, the family. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I mean, I mean, just like we said, just just talking about James Wan in this movie, some a guy I really respect and love. Most of his all, not most, all his movies. Um, like the the scene you're talking about, Greg, when the family is moving in and they're doing like the the it's called a tracking shot. It's when the camera like goes, you know, into the house and then it's following each person through the house. Yes. You know, pretty pretty much like one continuous shot and it's moving yeah. around. And that's something that I just love. And that's such like a James Wan thing. He does that in like all his movies. Um, it's something not something he created. I mean, it's clearly like everybody's done it in the past. I mean, I talking to my wife the other day, I'm like, it's literally a walk and talk from West Wing, you know. It it it's it, but that shot is such a great shot and it's so cool and just this whole movie is such a clinic in directing you know there's so many shots that i would make notes about in this movie of like wow that's a cool shot or that's a cool choice that that i found it very similar you know speaking of you know our last couple shows of the thing of john carpenter's the thing and that's something i mentioned while watching that movie was how many different shots he used in that movie whether it was a low ground shot where it looks like you're looking through the eyes of something or you're or doing a tracking shot or a scope shot and i wouldn't be surprised if james wan of course was a fan of john carpenter i mean who isn't but there was so many shots i made notes and i went back to my notes from the thing and they were exactly the same shots wow. um, so i just thought it was really interesting and it just goes you know it, you know if you could be anything like john carpenter directing then you're already set out to be a great movie because so many shots in this movie were just perfect i loved it so much yeah you you mentioned in the last episode there was that shot in the thing where you see the camera from behind the window from inside the house yeah looking at the scientists coming in it was like there was something in the house yeah, it's looking through mm-hmm. the kitchen. Win- it's looking through the kitchen window, and then as the family walks in, it pans over to the family coming in. It's the exact same shot as as the thing as as the movie, the thing. Yeah, that's why, like I said, there's so many notes I made where I'm like, it's exactly the same shots he's using as the movie. It's crazy. I mean, I'm glad that you guys are bringing this up because I 
I never talk about this. I, I rarely talk about it, maybe yeah. sometimes, but it's something that I noticed this time around. And I agree. It was incredible. Like you were saying, the move-in scene following the second to eldest daughter as she like ducks under the movers, mm -hmm. you know, they, they were holding like a big dresser and you just kind of follow her in or the scenes where they follow um, Roger, the dad down the stairs or Lorraine down the stairs into the cellar and you're, you're behind them. I just thought that is so cool. And, and I loved how it was more or less chaotic mm. in scenes. I think I talked about this actually with the invitation, how the camera can get chaotic, which is so effective in horror movies, but it's a fine line because you don't want it to be too chaotic. Yeah. So I think this movie, it gave you just enough of those shots. Um, and I just, yeah, I mean, he's a genius. It's amazing. Yeah, it, it, I know. I, like towards the end of the movie, I, start, I actually, this is uh, something I talked to these guys about separate. This is the first movie I've watched twice. Um, just because, you know, I thought like, oh, I'm going to start watching the movies twice, kind of once just to run through, get kind of my overall like opinion of it. And then a second time to run through and really like dissect it. And the second time watching this movie, I realized that I would say 95% of this movie is shot handheld. You know, mm. the, the camera is always like, not like you said, Laura, it's not like vibrating violently, but it's, it's always kind of like shaking a bit and it's always in motion, you know? And there's just something that you don't see a lot of like that much, like the whole yeah. movie is almost handheld, which is just amazing, you know, and a great mm -hmm. choice, a great choice when you're doing any type of like horror movie, because it just makes you, it makes you feel there. You feel yes, there more yeah. than it is just like a standard tripod shot, you know? Mm -hmm. um, yeah. I mean, we, we can go on for hours about James Wan's directing, but, yeah. uh, <laughs> but uh, let's, uh, let's, let's transition here a bit about, um, uh, let's do some, let's do some positives. What, what do you guys got like big positives from this movie? You know, just how viscerally effective this movie is. I mean, everything, not even just the camera angles and the directing, but just, it's all of it, you know, the acting and the effects. I mean, there there was an occasional CGI here and there where I was like, oh, okay, I was kind of seeing it now from the Rob lens. That's yeah. totally happening now. Um, <laughs> otherwise, I just thought everything was just set up so well. And I was even telling myself, like, man, they'll set you up in a scene that is such a typical horror movie trope. Like, uh-oh, it's going to be in the mm. window or the mirror when it looks back that second or third time. Or, uh-oh, mm. it's going to be behind them. And sometimes that is a negative. It pulls you out of horror movies. Like, oh, this is so cheesy and predictable. It still worked in this movie. I knew that something was coming. I knew it. I've seen this before. I, I see where the scene is going. And it still somehow made me jump or scared the shit out of me. Mm -hmm. Just the effectiveness of every part of this movie. I, I'm just really impressed. It's so that's I know that's a very vague positive, but it's just kind <laughs> it's of it's not. I think it's admirable. We have to admit like a lot of the stereotypical scary scenes are things that we've seen before, but why is it that we were still scared by them? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One thing I noticed a lot in this movie, definitely, like I said, the second time watching it, was the fact that it, it would, like you said, Laura, it would set you up for a scare, but then not do it. And they did it multiple times where it would set you up for a scare and then like just cut and just cut to mm -hmm. the next scene where it's like you're you're building that tension and it's like not letting you release it into what you want. So you're always on edge. So you don't know when it's going to come. You know, mm -hmm. and, and I thought they did such a great job of that 
just in the beginning of this movie, setting up everything and kind of keeping you on your toes as to like, when is the scare going to happen? You know, when mm-hmm. is the, the, you know, quote unquote jump scare going to happen to you? Um, so that's one of the, yeah, I definitely love that too. You know, the, the whole setup, the whole, you know, opening setup, you know, to the, the ghosts in this movie is so great. Um, I mean, definitely the the hide and clap is fucking genius. You know, <laughs> so like, good. Yes. It's fucking. Yes. I mean, uh, like you know, like we. Of course, everybody. Everybody's played hide and seek. Of course, everybody's played that. You know, and that's mm-hmm. great, and that works. And I play that with my son all the time. But hide and clap, like for this movie and the way it pays off, fucking genius. So genius. I fucking loved it. So good. So good. Yeah. What What about you, oh. Greg? What are some positives you liked? Yeah, you guys nailed one of the things that I definitely picked up on this movie, and it's how they set you up. They how James Wan kind of set us up for the the scary scenes. I noticed that he redid a lot of the scary aspects over, but each time he would like just up the ante. Um, whether it was the music box, the birds, the the hanging woman, the UV light, the clapping, like you said. The first, and he would sprinkle in other scary scenes that actually were frightening and jarring the first time around. So really, he was mixing it up, and it um, it kind of kept you guessing. You never knew whether you were actually going to be hit with something in any given scene, or whether it was like a prelude to another time they're going to revisit that. I thought that was so great, and it allowed the scares not to feel cheap. Mm-hmm. You know, if he were to just hit you with the, you know, like when they open the uh, the music box and they look in the mirror and you see somebody, okay, that would have felt kind of cheap because you knew it was coming. But the second time around, he did that over and over again. And I thought that was really well done. Um, another thing that I really liked about the movie was just the Warrens. Uh, Laurie, you mentioned this in the beginning, how you felt the the connection between them. And I, yeah. I totally agree. I thought it was such a great way to focus on them as a, as a, a focal point in this movie because mm. typically and they, they even talk about this when they start uh, they show the first scenes of giving a little seminar about what they do to a, a auditorium full of students we think of paranormal and investigators or mediums or psychics as like kooks or weird people but this movie kind of like zoned in on them it showed that they're they're people too Mm-hmm. You know, they have, a, they have a daughter, they care about their family, they have real life concerns, they care about the people that they're helping. They were very humanized in this movie. And like, I just, I loved them in this movie. Yeah. Yeah. Props to Patrick Wilson and Vera Farmiga for playing these two characters. They just did it so well. Um, and it wasn't, and they were also very realistic and practical they show that side of them. You know, they would go to people's houses who claimed that their homes were being haunted. Yeah. And be like, oh, well, it's actually, you know, the pipes that are making noise or the electricity. So, I mean, you realize, okay, well, they're not out to just manipulate people or, you know, for money. They're there to actually investigate and help people's home situation. And it just made you love them even more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I literally put in my notes, like, they do seem to love each other. Like, they do, like, you know what I mean? Like you said, their chemistry was great, you know? Like, their their scenes together felt so, like a real conversation. It felt, yeah. or, it felt organic. And that's one thing I know Greg talks about in multiple episodes of, like, if the conversation doesn't, it doesn't feel like you're reading off a script or it doesn't, there's no pauses or, or whatever. It just sounds so fake. And just, I think this whole, this whole movie, more or less, especially them two, were just so fluid. 
and such yeah. a great, you know, like I said, these are the two, you know, more or less the two main people in this movie. If you don't buy, you know, who they are and, and their family and their relationship and what they do, this movie does not work. Yeah. You know? I yeah. agree. Very realistic scenes with them. One scene that really caught my eye, and it's something so small, but just made me feel like it was so legit was when they they're already there in the house and they're trying to get um you know footage of of any kind of demonic happening so that they can send it off to the catholic church to get a exorcism um and they hear something down in the cellar so you know it's nighttime it's pitch black down there and i think only ed has the camera which has the night vision and he's kind of looking around and it's quiet and he keeps like panning in on her and just like her movements and the way she's standing, you could tell she is standing in the dark and she's kind of like, okay, I don't know. It's about to happen. And Oh, is there something over here and her movements? And then he pans in on her again and she's bent over Mm -hmm. because she felt something or heard something or saw something. And you know, in that second, and then I kind of thought of Greg in this moment, it's quiet he pauses just enough where he is uh, like taking in that she is clearly feeling something um, and she's not making any sounds because you're witnessing her take that moment of taking it in and understanding what she's feeling. And I'm just like, man, those realistic scenes, the chemistry they have together and just the fact that they're both nailing these roles. It's just, it was really impressive. No, exactly, exactly, yeah. It's just like little little touches like that just add so much more to a scene and it makes it feel so real. Um, that is just so cool. Um, yeah, like like Greg talked about too, um, one thing, you know, I noticed a lot in this movie that I really liked is uh, the pacing. The, the, mm-hmm. pace, the pacing of this movie is so well done, you know, whether it's jumping back and forth between the Warren story and then like the chaos at the house and just that balance and the pacing of them too, where it's like you're super on edge and then it'll like levy off to like the Warrens like putting their daughter to bed, you know, or like talking yeah. about, you know, like they're having tea together and then it'll ramp back up to like what's going on. And just like that pacing it would do throughout the movie was really great where it will give you like a little bit of a break or a little bit of a, you know, comedic it kind of funny scene and then it'll be mm-hmm. like all right we're back in it you know and so i thought yeah. overall, just the pacing of this movie is so great it's not just like balls to the wall or you're just like i can't even take this anymore how much we're doing right now it's just such a great job of like you know coming off the throttle when it needs to and then putting it back on when it wants to you know just just good pacing in this movie yeah yeah, yeah for sure um yeah do you guys have any more positives you want to talk about i mean i mean there could be endless but you know <laughs> there's one general one I, I wanted to talk about and i'm not really sure why i like this so much but i i do i liked how in this movie they had help they sought help mm. and mm-hmm. this is something that for some reason i really enjoyed about in paranormal activity when katie brought her friend over or um in mama how they brought the psychologist over to help them there's something about enlisting help and bringing in the presence of other people with you, that feels so real to me. I feel like it, it would have been so easy and cheap to just try to deal with this by yourself and create a whole movie around, oh, how you're the victim and you're trying to deal with ghosts in your home. But the moment that you bring in others, it adds another challenge to me. And they brought in the cop um, to help. And when they bring in all of these people, there's, I don't know, I just got this warm feeling inside that I thought, wow, I'm like on this journey with them. They're doing what they, what we would all do. 
We're going to get people to help us. We're going to get to the bottom of this and we're going to do it together. And I just love the way that it progressed. Yeah. Yeah. I, I yeah. like when they're, when they're all pulling up in their vehicles and everything. And I just, I wrote down in my notes, it's the paranormal Avengers. Like they're all like, <laughs> they're all like coming together and you know, they're all like a little different. They're all a little different from each other. Like, you know, the cop and the, the little paranormal kid, you know, kind of have like a little thing back and forth where it's like, oh, are you scared? And yeah. you know, it's just like, you know, it's so great. So great. Like when they got them all together and like a team and even like when they're setting up, like all the, they're doing like the montage of like them setting up all the devices and like yeah. the, the music is playing and I'm just like yeah I'm like let's go let's go you know let's go yeah it's so it's such like a good like I said that's one of the things yeah. that this like talking about back to the pacing where it's like uh you know you're going from like scary things to somewhat funny serious things and then it's like that scene you're like you're you're like you're excited you're like all right let's mm-hmm. go we're gonna get it we're gonna get it like you're you're rooting yeah. for them you know and it's just like such a great such a great scene when they all come together like that yeah yeah um yeah, let's get into some of the actual like entities in the house and the hauntings and stuff like that. Um, do you guys want to call out any specific ones that like either really got you or you thought was really cool or anything like that? Oh man, what didn't get me? <laughs> I swear. What didn't get you? Uh, well, let me let me start. The, let me start because I wanted to ponder. I wanted to ask Laura a couple questions here. So uh, definitely, let's start with um, with the foot grabbing. Um, so, you know, they, they do it multiple times in this world. It's grabbing the girl's foot and moving her around and stuff like that. And I was going to ask Laura, like, this is maybe the second or third movie we watched where this happens. Are you finally putting your leg into bed now, Laura? Are you not dangling your foot in front of me? No. <laughs> Even if I try to fall asleep with it in the cover, I'll wake up in the middle of the night and it's out. It's oh. found its way out. Are you sure it wasn't pulled out? <laughs> well, I don't know. <laughs> Uh, they uh, yeah. did do that a lot in this movie though i mean it's not it's not horrible it's not horrible it's just something like we've been watching like multiple movies and i'm like man ghosts love feet like what's up with that yeah you know, shit they don't like to be defeated that's the thing you know yeah <laughs> that was such a rough <laughs> <laughs> at least at least when i do it i don't know i'm doing it it just comes out greg greg purposely did that one <laughs> That was um, good. Yeah. Was yeah. Good. I mean, the only other thing I wanted to add from like, kind of like that scene where, you know, it's, it's kind of like the first like ghosty scene where, you know, like I said, her, her foot's getting pulled. She smells something in the bed. It's the two daughters in the room together and she looks under the bed. Like I wasn't asked like, would you guys ever look under your bed? I wouldn't. No, no, no. I never. I would rather just be like, well, there's a demon under my bed and oh, well, I, I'm, I'm not going to look. I don't want to know what's <laughs> underneath there. Fuck that. Yeah. You know? No, I, I definitely would have never looked under the bed. Um, looking around the room, yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's that scene where she is, um, where she's pointing at like the darkness behind the door, mm-hmm. and she's got a whisper, but it's just so frantic, and she's crying, and she's like, "There's someone standing right there." I mean, that was just. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, did you get? Did you guys try to like? pause the movie at all and trying to like zoom in to see if there was something actually there no i didn't want to see anything there. <laughs> yeah i i think maybe i have in the past i remember just telling myself like oh there's nothing there mm-hmm. they just want you to think there's something there or only she sees it yeah know? of course yeah yeah i think i think i would have like leaped from my bed onto the sister's bed i would have tried to make that jump i think closer her bed was closer. Yeah, her bed well, was closer. Uh, yeah, but at least you're like not like by yourself. I'd rather be like I'd rather go that and then like push the sister into the doorway. Be like take her, you know. Oh my god. They do a thing with that with that shot too where it's like you see the and this is one of the things I like was 
their use of shadows in this movie. It's mm-hmm. so prevalent. Like in this scene in particular, you see this like dark shadowy, it's not even a mask. It's just like the shadow behind a door, which you would normally yeah. not be able to see at nighttime. But then the camera kind of like zooms in and it kind of mimics what you would do if you were sitting in your bed and you were trying to like focus yeah. and see if there was something there. Yeah. And it kind of mimics that. And I thought, oh my God, that was a terrifying scene. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely terrifying. Yeah. I mean, going back to directing again, which I said, I'm going to do this multiple times, but the fact that when she's looking under the bed, the camera is upside down. Yeah, and then when she goes to get up, the camera like rotates with her. Just another like great choice for a directed scene of the way the camera works in this movie. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, but th- th- that's a good one. I wanted I wanted to ask Laura more about the feet in that one, so that's why I wanted to bring it up. But uh, you know, um, <laughs> I mean, do you guys want to spot out any other uh, ghost scenes in this movie that kind of got you? Oh man, I there was uh, so many that I got me. Um, one that got me this time around was I forgot about all the photos coming mm. crashing down all at once and it's so loud. Yeah. Um I completely jumped in that scene. I mean fully jumped. Oh like uh, Greg? Like Greg jumped? Yeah like Greg. Free Willy jump? Like yeah. <laughs> like a free willy jump. Um the scene that I remember getting me the most in theaters. Actually, I'm going to tell my theater story now. Okay, let's go. So let's go. Okay. Brooks and I, my husband, went to go see this in theaters when it came out. And it was a Friday or Saturday night, opening weekend, and the theater was packed. And we were kind of sitting towards the back. And I remember being so pissed because next to me was a young younger couple with their two-year-old son. Yeah. Oh, wow. What? two-year-old son in The Conjuring. Mm -hmm. Now, I don't want to sound like an old fogey, but I was pissed. I was like, A, what kind of parents bringing this two-year-old kid to see this really scary rated R movie? But also, like, I if this kid makes a peep, I'm going to be pissed. I'm assuming a two-year-old son is going to make some noise. Mm -hmm. I was wrong. He was completely silent the whole time. In fact, I kept looking over thinking, oh, maybe he's sleeping. He wasn't. He was totally awake watching the movie. Uh, So the the scene that got me the most my very first time seeing this movie is the scene where Lorraine starts falling. Like, I don't know if it's like a laundry chute or a hole in the ground and it it takes uh her into the cellar. Mm -hmm. You know, she falls kind of like through the, through the walls, through the floor, Um, Mm -hmm. through the floor. That scene, I audibly made a sound in the theater Mm-hmm. that scared the shit out of me and and i've i've always remembered that so now that scene doesn't scare me because you know what scared you the most the first time you always remember and then you're prepared for it and then it's not so bad what was so scary it, about that it's just i don't know it came out of nowhere it will end the whole scene too i mean not even just that but then of course you're in the scene where she sees she's looking through the mirror of the music box the mm-hmm. jewelry box whatever it is mm-hmm. um sees the woman who has stabbed her son, Rory. Mm-hmm. When she's in the basement you know? or in the cellar. Mm-hmm. Yep. So mm-hmm. when she finally like falls down and gets in there and then that, that entity like turns around and looks at her and is like, look what she made me do. And I mean, that whole scene is just yeah. completely terrifying. Yeah. But right. So I'm in the theater. This whole scene is so terrifying. I am shook. And all of a sudden out of nowhere, this two-year-old who hasn't made a peep this whole movie just goes, ha, 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 ha. I mean, and you know what happened? what happened? Myself and the mother 
we just turned and looked at each other and gave each other a horrified face like, what the fuck? Oh like, I am like, why is your son doing this? And she's looking at me, a stranger, like, oh my God, why is my kid doing this? Wow. Damn. It totally added to that experience. I'll never forget it. Oh it was so great. So, so that, that kid, uh, that kid's clearly like a psychopath right now somewhere doing something crazy probably. Maybe. Oh, man maybe yeah that's funny that's funny uh what, what about you greg you had a theater story right greg what happened to yeah you? the the scene that got everybody in the theater is still the one that gets me that shocks me the most it's where um carolyn goes down into the cellar to investigate and then she gets to the top of the stairs and she kind of hears the voice of rory the ghost say, like do you want to play hide and clap and oh. she's got the she's got the light she's got the match and she's mm-hmm. holding it and you see her face and it's just darkness around and then out of the darkest nowhere this very forcible like clap over her shoulder just hard and quick you know everybody in the theater jumped you know and made that loud noise that you hear everybody make <laughs> and it still got me this time around watching it, yeah. it gets you you know um yeah that one. was probably the one that that made me jump the most uh, but there's gosh there's so many you guys like for some reason i i remember having a very keen fear of the dark as a kid and like you know um like i remember one time where i i one of my earliest memories actually uh walking out of my parents room and going down the hallway and going into the living room and looking toward the front door and feeling like I saw this giant dark mass standing there in front of the front door and being so scared because I definitely felt like there was something there that it was a person. And I ran back to my parents' room as quickly as I could. Right. And of course, when you're a child, your imagination is off the chart. So I have no idea if I, you know, what I imagined or what I didn't, but seeing, um, Ed and Lorraine's child, Judy, kind of go through a similar experience really uh, kind of gets me. You know, she's running through her house um, and she's trying to run back to the housekeeper who's like up the stairs. And before mm-hmm. she gets more than a few steps up, kind of the the stairwell or the, the staircase is shrouded with darkness and like mm-hmm. it kind of floods the, the stairs and kind of goes down to order. That really got me too it was just like it felt like the world is kind of closing and the evil is closing in around her um and it was it it was similar to that scene where they were looking behind the door and they they thought they saw something so any of those scenes were uh you know i could call out as as like super scary to me or same scene that you're talking about laura where uh where lorraine's in the basement and then she sees she's hiding underneath the table and then she sees like the the dangling feet Mm. bottom of the nightgown of like the and then it kind of like hover it turns and hovers toward her oh something about like dangling feet they do that a couple yeah oh really like it gives me the worst Mm -hmm. yeah it is the worst and then the last thing i can think of is um the flashing bulbs that go off when cameras Mm -hmm. are taking pictures it just kind of pops and it flashes there's something very jarring about that that really kind of like shocks your system too when you see it and they do it a few times you know they set up these cameras that are supposed to take pictures when there's movement or when there's a a heat signature or something and yeah there's just so many in this movie they that was probably like to me the hallmark of this movie was the number of genuine um scares that they give you 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I agree with you guys. I mean, as much as the ending of this movie, the exorcism is so like crazy and jarring, I almost feel like all the subtle little ones get me more than like the final yes. like, craziness. Oh, agree. You know what Absolutely I mean? Absolutely agree. Like, like, like yep. for me, you know, the one that gets to me because we've talked before that I clearly, as I was younger, I was a sleepwalker. Oh. I thought about you, Rob. I thought about you. Uh, yeah, yeah. And wake up, wake up in my backyard. You know, like don't even know why I'm there. And my mom would have to usher me back to bed. Is yeah, the sleepwalking scenes with the whatever the second oh. youngest daughter. You know, when she's like banging her head on the thing, and like like that whole part is like creepy to me because I'm just like, wow, that's like because it's just so like uh, real to me because like I've been there before. Um, but just you know, kind of leading into that, the aftermath of that part is the, uh, the, the, the when they start playing the hiding hide uh, clap game with the youngest daughter. And the youngest daughter is hiding in a random room and the mom is like hearing the claps. And I kept thinking to myself, those are not little girl claps. Yeah. Those, those are like forceful hands clapping. Like you should know yeah. what your little your little daughter's claps sound like, you know? And, you know, she goes into the room and the, whatever you want to call it, the uh, the wardrobe opens up, you know? And it's not going to Narnia. This isn't like Narnia shit, you know? Uh, this isn't like a good wardrobe. You're not going in there. Um, and then like the, the instance when those big meaty hands like come out of the cover, come out of the yeah. clothes and they clap, right when the hands like come out, like I was like, oh fuck, that fucking got me. It's not like a jump scare, but it's like, oh man, that gave me the chills and those big old hands came out. Yeah. Plus she's blindfolded. Yeah, exactly. You know? Yeah. And even, you know, the I didn't realize this for the second time I watched this movie. The first one I watched on my big TV at night, you know, very like late at night. Um, the second time I watched it, I watched it on my phone, very like, you know, close to my face, and I was wearing like, you know, earbuds so I could listen. Because I didn't pick up on a lot of the noises and very faint mm. talking in this movie. Yeah. The second time around, I picked up because like that scene where they're doing the clap, you know, she has the whole thing where she's like, I can hear you breathing. And I didn't notice it the second time, but you can like literally hear the breath. And it's yeah. really creepy. It's really creepy, like the, the heavy breath that's going on. So that scene definitely got me. That, that was a creepy ass scene to me. Yeah. Can we talk about like the follow-up of that though, by the way, where they re again in one of those like revisiting scary aspect scenes where the girl is is sleepwalking Cindy and she keeps bumping her head. And then who's the other girl? Um I think it's Andrea. the oldest daughter. I think it's the oldest daughter that's in there. Yeah, Andrea yeah. comes in and puts her to bed and then she opens the wardrobe because like the, the doors keep bumping even though mm-hmm. she's not there hitting her head against it so she opens it right and then she and then uh cindy kind of like sits up out of her bed and then there's something about that scene the way that it shot rob maybe you can dig into this but the way that they've got it shot she, the andrea kind of looks back at cindy then she looks back at the wardrobe and as a viewer you're so damn focused on the wardrobe because yeah. she opens it and then you're like oh they didn't show it the first time but they're going to show it a second time so you're just like zoned in on back there where the clothes are and then they just pan up yeah mm-hmm. and then oh. you know the the witch bath salts or whatever her name is. It's like per- <laughs> she's perched up there and she like, she's got that, that ugly wrinkled face. And it's the fact that it just pans up by like two feet. It really feels like you're there. It was just so well shot. Maybe you can like dig into why that's why he's done this. So brilliantly. I don't know. Wait, I, I, we got to talk about you call him the, you call him the witch bath salts. What, what, it was something like that. Bath, Bethesda, Basalto. Bethesda. Bethesda. Bath salts. Oh I mean, that I mean, so that's, she, she, she did take a bite out of that guy's face at one point. <laughs> oh. Yeah. oh, man. 
I'm not going to lie, Greg. Once you said bath salts, I did not hear anything else you said after that. <laughs> I was just laughing so hard. <laughs> oh, man. That's fun. No, that, that, is, that is a good, that is a great jump scare and the way the camera pans around and works. And yeah, it's so great, you know, because that is, that is the first time you see her, right? It's the first time you see like the witch, right? I think so. Yeah. 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 I, I love the aftermath of that scene because simultaneously the mom is trapped in the cellar. You know, that's after the hand clap scene, you know, then the daughter's getting attacked by the ghost and the dad's coming home from work and he like runs in, yeah. he runs in and I love his line where he's like genuinely like, somebody tell me what the fuck is going on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so genuine to be like walking in, everybody's being attacked. My wife was in the right. cellar, like what's happening? And his genuineness of just like, somebody tell me what's going on, please. Was so great. <laughs> yeah. Was so great. Um, uh, do you guys, let's get into a couple of dislikes. That kind of leads me a little bit of dislikes to this movie. As much as I liked, uh, Ron Livingston in that oh, scene. Oh, your dislike is the his same genuine, as like, just tell me what's going on. I felt like he was, like, probably, it's sad to say he's the worst actor in this movie, but, you know, he. there was a lot of scenes where I felt like he should be doing more. He yes. should be giving yep. more emotion. He he just, you know, especially, like, the exorcism scene, there's certain parts yep. in that scene where he's just kind of like, like, no, like, he just seems like he's not there. And, and I get maybe if they were going for something where he's, like, shell-shocked and he's like not reactive but i feel like he should have screaming more or or just surprised but there's certain shots where he just looks like he's just like oh like so even keeled and it felt so off yeah i this is my only negative uh and it's something that i actually remembered from my first few times seeing this movie i always remember thinking that he didn't do a very good job and i agree i love office space like i think he is a hilarious yeah. actor um, and so when I rewatched it this time, I was paying attention. I was really trying to look out for it. And then in the very beginning, I was like, oh, I think I was too hard on him. You know, in the very beginning when they're setting up the scenes and you've got five kids just running around, bumping into things, bumping into him. And he genuinely sounds like a real dad. He's like, whoa, watch it. And oh, what did we break now? And I could hear his frustrations. And I was like, okay, you know, this, no, I feel like the first third, even two thirds of the movie, he did okay. And like you said, that scene where he comes home and he's like, well, someone tell yeah. me what the hell is going on. Spot on. But yes, I agree. There is something about once we get to the point where his wife is actually possessed by a demon, a witch, whatever. And yeah, maybe you can give the whole shell shock argument, but he just shuts down and not in like a, I'm shutting down because I'm so scared and I don't know what to do. He has no facial expressions. I mean, she is like lifting from the chair <laughs> yeah. and his face looks like completely zoned. Like he's not paying attention to anything. Um, and then what really, really got me is when they kind of all have their hands on her and they're trying to bring Carolyn back and like remind her who she is and that she loves her daughter. He says one line and the line is don't let this do this to you. And he's just like, don't let this do this to you. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, what the fuck? Like do more, be better. You know, <laughs> where is the sense of urgency? Where's the emotion? This is your wife. I have a theory about this that I just came up with right now. And it's because oh. I actually, I didn't pick up on this, that you guys are both saying that uh, uh, Roger's character, I, I didn't pick up on that. And I think it was because I was so focused on Ed and Lorraine. And I wonder if he was directed to 
if, if uh, Ron Livingston was directed to play down his character toward the end, because I think, don't you think maybe it would take away from Ed and Lorraine's character if he was suddenly like the powerful kind of like over-concerned husband? Yeah, not, I, well, I, I didn't, I didn't, I wasn't like longing for him to be like, give me that cross, Ed. Like, let me do this. Like, I wasn't like looking for that. I was just looking for like emotion. Like I was just looking for yeah. something. There was just so many points where he just looked deadpanned, where he just looked yeah. like nothing, you know? And I get, like you said, Laura, I'm like, I don't know. Maybe they, maybe they wanted him to be like in shock, but he just didn't seem like in shock. It just seemed like, no. it just seemed like he was just like, yeah, like whatever, you know, like, like give me something. I don't know. Just close your eyes then close. If your eyes are closed, at least I'll assume you're, you're, you don't want to look then, <laughs> you know, but yeah. Or you're like passed out. Yeah. Yeah. Something, you know, um, yeah. especially up to that point, you know, everybody's does a great job acting. Like you said, Laurie, two thirds of this movie, he's pretty spot on acting. Like I wouldn't yeah. say anything bad, you know, but for some reason, like when everything gets elevated, it just shines more of a light on like his like non-reaction to things even more. Yeah. Yeah. Just- well, and I think because if he did a good job in the beginning, which he did, it shows what kind of loving husband, loving father, you know, very caring and his family means everything to him. And then to see not only his wife attempting to murder two of his children, and then, mind you, one of his his youngest daughter goes missing. Mm-hmm. And, like, he, he doesn't even, like, briefly say, like, oh, hey, where's my daughter April? Where's my youngest daughter? But he just does not seem to – it's just not if, – if you guys saw your wife completely possessed and acting that way, you would be horrified, whether you were speaking or not the look on your face would be yeah. beyond horrified. You might be crying. You might be screaming. You might be pale and just sick and in shock, but something. Yeah. Anything. Okay. Yeah. He was, he was just like the boss from office space. He was just like, can I get those TPS reports? You know, he was just like, he was just like, whatever, you know, like no emotion on it at all. You know? Yeah. It's such a bummer because I really like him. I know me too. And it's just something that, yeah, like I say, once everything gets crazy and, and in that moment, you're talking about, you know, Lily Taylor, who is like killing it as like being possessed. Yeah. You know, the way she's screaming and looking and acting. And so like everybody is doing like this killer job and it just makes Mm -hmm. his part stand out even more that it's like, oh, he's not doing a whole lot in those scenes, you know? Yeah. Uh, What about you, Greg? Did you have, I totally agree. Did you have any other dislikes, Greg, other than, well, I mean, you're not really in agreement with us, but do you have any dislikes? Um, I'd say the only dislike that I, about this movie was, and I don't even know if this is like a true dislike, but as much as I liked their limited use of CGI, which was good, you mm-hmm. know, because I like I like the practical effects. I don't like how some of the scary visuals um, look too polished hmm. or look overproduced a little bit. Like an example is the Annabelle doll. Mm-hmm. In in real life, I don't know if you guys have seen this, but it's like a it's like a Raggedy Ann doll. Yeah. yeah. But she's like, it's not, it doesn't look like this, you know, porcelain, creepy ass, cracked and oily doll that looks mm-hmm. clearly haunted. Um, the maid, the ghost of the maid or the ghost of Rory, they looked like their eyes were very sunken. It looked like, you know, we had very brief glimpses of them, but it, they just looked like apparate, you know, they looked like they had a lot of white makeup and just black sunken eyes. I don't know. There's something about that that I, I don't like. I want it to look more vague and, and realistic. I don't like mm. my scary things to be kind of polished. And I don't really know how to explain that, but 
that's maybe my only thing that I don't like about this movie is um how it looked too good. And maybe it is another mm. way of saying it. It looked too good mm. sometimes. Yeah. You know, um, I want it to look a little bit more rough around the edges. Um, sure. Yeah, yeah. I think the only scene that really got me as far as that goes is the chair scene. When, when, when uh, they're in Annabelle's, when they're in the Warren's house and Annabelle, you know, the, the witch, the witch somehow like transported through a necklace or something and, and fucking yeah. she gets the Annabelle doll and then like the chair flies and crashes to the door and the chair is, yeah. the chair is a hundred percent CGI and it really stands out because I believe it might be one of the only CGI shots in the whole movie. Oh. So it really stands out as like, Ooh, I can clearly tell that's like computer generated graphics. Like it just, yeah. it looked pixelated. It looked really bad. And I really didn't think you you needed it. I feel like you could have just been a little more creative with the way you shot a certain thing, like just show a chair hitting the wall and then pan yeah. over. Yeah, I don't know. Exactly. But that was the only shot where I was like, ooh, that that really felt out of place. That one shot, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's really that's really all you got, Greg. That's only other dislikes you got. Yeah, pretty wow. much. Nice. Uh, man, that's crazy. So we got Ron Livingston and we got a chair and then we got sunken eyeballs. Okay. Wow. Hey. When a movie's really good, that's when we start really like digging for stuff, you know. It's it's yeah, that's fun. true. That's true. Yeah, I mean, speaking of the uh, the you know, we forgot to mention the the other ghost in this house. Uh, the what was it? It was the maid. The maid, I guess. Mm-hmm. Th- that was I forgot. That was one of the other really good jump scares when she scares the cop. Yes, you oh, know, yes. and that was that was one of the ones where it was like you were expecting it. And I thought it was going to do the thing it did in the previous part of this movie where it's like, oh, it's, I'm not going to give it to you. It's going to cut to something else. Or he's going to be like surprised by like a cat. And it was like, oh, shit, it's her. You know, and, and it, he, tur- you know yeah. he, he turns over and it's like she's like running at him, like literally in his face. And like your whole screen is like that lady's face. And that was one of the other ones where I was like, oh, like that got me. That was a good jump scare. That one. That was a good one. Yeah. Yeah, uh, did you guys have like a favorite scene in the movie? Like a favorite mm-hmm. scene? I don't know if we've really talked about favorite scene. We talked about positives, you know, uh, certain ghost ones. What's like? What was like your guys' favorite scene in the movie? Jeez. Uh, my favorite, I I knew that it was my favorite when I saw it. It was the scene where the Warrens are kind of helping out um, the family a little bit. Not only are they investigating these ghosts, but they're also kind of helping right around the house, right? Ed is like helping them with the car, the broken car. Um, Lorraine is helping out with some of the house stuff, but there's the scene where she's outside hanging up laundry on the clothesline. Oh yeah. Uh, this was my, I, I love this scene so much. She, and, um, Everyone's sort of like at peace because they feel like, okay, well, the Warrens are here. They're going to take care of everything. And while she's hanging up one of the, I guess, nightgowns, it kind of, the wind picks up and it flings out of her hand and it kind of covers, um, I don't know what you would call it, like a figure. Yeah. Just like mm-hmm. an invisible figure. Like there's a person standing there and then the wind continues to pick up the, the gown and fling it across to the house and it lands on the window at the on the second floor and then when it blows it away the second time you see the figure of the witch standing there and that's the scene right before the witch actually goes and possesses her for the first time but the way it was so like artfully done but very tasteful and so creepy the fact that there was something standing there then it kind of like zoomed up to the top floor that was so great that was hands down my favorite little moment of the movie 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think my favorite scene is I think one of the ones Greg pointed out that was one of his biggest jump scares was uh, the clapping scene in the basement with the mom. <laughs> you know that that like whole like you know sequence of you know her hearing the clapping. She's checking all the rooms. All the kids are asleep, and then she's like going through the house, like, and just the way the camera is like panning in and out of things, it makes it eerie, you know. Then of course she gets like you know to the basement door and she turns to leave and the door flings shut and knocks her all the way down you know then you're to the basement she's lighting the matches and then the part where it comes the clap comes from the darkness i mean that's that's i think one of my favorite scenes in the movie it's such a great scene it's a good one yeah i i have a question for you guys though this isn't really related to favorite scenes but it's definitely related to the end of the movie so she is possessed right she has one daughter who she's attempting to stab. She has her young daughter who is watching this. Mm-hmm. And then you have the husband who's watching the entire thing. Who is more fucked up after this? Is the husband fucked oh. up after seeing his wife like that? Is the youngest daughter fucked up? Is the other daughter who she initially was trying to kill from the get-go? I mean, who do you think is going to need the most therapy when this is over? All of them. I mean, they're definitely taking a break from sex for a while. Yeah, as much as um, I think that this can really fuck up a kid bad, um, and these poor kids are going to have their whole lives to try to process this and get over it, which they never will, I almost am kind of leaning towards it's worse for him. I mean, do you think he'll ever look at her and not see this situation? I don't know. That's interesting. That's interesting. I just, I want to know other people's, what they think. Yeah. Well, yeah, I think there, there's some credibility to that, Laura, because I guess think about what, if, if the mother has a role, okay, or if, if, if the woman has a role, mm-hmm. a stereotypical role, for the kids, okay, well, she has the role of being a, a mom, but in the end, you also have an alternate, and that's the dad. So if you can't trust the mom for some reason and you feel like you're scared of her, you can always go to the dad. Well, if you're uh, Roger, you don't have an alternate for someone to be intimate and close with. So like, maybe it is. I mean, I, I would I would err on the side of, okay, children are the most vulnerable, you know? Yeah. And so most likely they're going to be the most messed up and traumatized. But yeah, from like, uh, from that perspective, it's like, well, Roger has nobody to to fill in that role, you know, who he may be. And look, he has to go to bed and shut his eyes and put his head on this pillow every night. Oh, thinking, I thought okay. you were going to say something else. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, all, all, all kinds of stuff, man. That's, mm-hmm. that's really interesting. Yeah, that's, that's true. Uh, that's, that's true though, Laura. He, he definitely, I think has the roughest path. I mean, I, I feel like, I feel like the youngest, youngest daughter, she probably blocks it out. And her mind shut down and she's going to have to go to therapy and this and that. The middle daughter is yeah. definitely going to have, you know, traumatic experiences and stuff. But Nightmares, you know, probably. But yeah, yeah. The, the dad to, you know, wow, that's crazy, you know? Yeah. Wow. Good job, Laura. Good job. Uh, 
<laughs> yeah. So, like Laura said, let, let's 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 talk about the ending of this movie. You know, we you kind of went through what we like, what we didn't like. You know, a lot of positives, you know, some of the scares. You know, um, like I said, th- this whole the whole the whole movie, you know, has been a plot by this witch, this demon, um, you know, to possess the mother to kill the child. And I guess that's what it's done through history, and that's what all these other ghosts in this house are actually from them. So, in essence, like the other ghosts in this house are not really bad they're you know they don't i don't think they really do anything really vindictive it's all the main witch ghost that does it yeah Uh, but the ending is just the fact that it finally possesses her and she's trying to kill the kids you know that's where we're at here yeah but uh i wanted to ask you guys like what did you think of the whole like the sunny beach thing remember this great day and you know like that's the thing that she holds on to for that memory what did what did you think about that I really didn't care for it. Yeah, I mean, it's it feels really cheesy when you didn't have, like we talked about, they were able to accomplish these amazing scenes and storylines and scares that didn't feel super cheesy, even though this is like a, a storyline, a basic storyline that we've seen a lot before. Um, so the fact that we were able to see, you know, new things and feel this way is incredible and then this felt overly cheesy yeah um and the problem is too it is like we've said a bunch of times like the setup is just so good and the first two-thirds of the movie is so good and then it's kind of sad because you get to this exorcism scene and this is just for me at least maybe you guys feel the same way but it's like even though that scene is super intense and probably the goriest part of the movie which isn't even gory there's hardly any blood in this movie We've already seen exorcism movies. It's like you see one exorcism, they're kind of all the same. So it's not, like, I almost feel like my anxiety at that part lessened. Mm. Because I was like, oh, okay, now I know what's going to happen here. I mean, she's going to do the things and say the things and her chair is going to lift. Yep, yep, that happened. Mm. And and then they're going to get her out of it. Yeah. So it it didn't really. Um, That's a good question. I, I think, is it needed? Because I, I, you know, like in the exorcism movies that we've seen before, I always thought it was like that too. Like I don't know anything about it, but isn't it just you open a book and you read stuff that says to leave the person's body and then it goes? Or if it puts up a fight, do you have to do that other stuff? I don't know. The only reason why I think it maybe they needed that is because in a lot of other exorcism movies, do you notice that it jumps to another vessel? Mm. And it's almost like in this one, it didn't. Um, And so in order for it not to jump to another vessel and not kill her, she kind of needs to come back on her own. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, it's cheesy, but you know. I was okay with it. Like the reason why I, I thought it was okay was, and maybe this is because having seen Insidious, they portray the ghost world and maybe being on the astral plane is like a really confusing, scary darkness where you have no place. You can't locate yourself. Right. So when she's being possessed by this demon, um, I imagine that she doesn't really know how to get her body back or how to expel this herself. So to me, you know, memories are very powerful. They're very visceral uh, tools at our disposal. When you think of a very, um, strong memory that you've had with loved ones you know you recall 
the day you recall the senses you recall like the camaraderie like i have so many good memories that i can think of with just friends family or loved ones or whatever that just bringing me back to that moment so maybe she was using that to like hone and focus her attention at the moment like remember that day you know the one that you took the yeah. picture of like you know because maybe she was scatterbrained in this whole ordeal so this is like oh, her way of like focusing her attention to it yeah um and like I do, I do get what you, I get. What you're saying like it's, it feels kind of cheesy, and like the light came down, like it was heaven on her face. Yeah, I don't know. It was a little <laughs> bit of that, but like I rationalized it in my mind, like okay, well she's frantic and doesn't know what's happening, so a memory is her way to like gather her thoughts and and bring her back to the moment. Yeah, no, yeah. I, I agree. I mean, I I like the idea. I'm not against the idea mm-hmm. of like a memory is what brings you back and holding on to that. Like that's great, but I think the execution of like shooting that scene where they're like walking on the beach and it's super sunny and they mm. take a photo. It, it was just, to me, it was a little too, like you said, a little too cheesy. I wanted, to be, I wanted to be a little more real, you know? And then, yeah. then the fact of like the picture they're looking at, it looks super Photoshop. Yeah. Like it, it doesn't it look, it doesn't fake. look like a real photo. And just for some reason that kind of like took it out to me, especially when like that photo, that moment is supposed to be like the climax thing that saves her. And the fact that one, it's super cheesy. And two, like the photograph is clearly Photoshopped, like kind of was like, Oh, well, that kind of sucked. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that, that's, that's yeah. My thing. I'm, I'm right there with you, Laura. It just felt like, Oh, all right. You know, I agree. I think I would have preferred it if April actually talked to her. Like was it this if this young five year old girl was able to overcome the fear mm. and trauma that she's experiencing and be like, "Mommy, yeah. please," it, something like that. Yeah. You didn't. I think uh, that would have been. You didn't. You didn't want Ron Livingston to have his monologue when he goes through like all, how much he loves her in that moment. <laughs> oh my God! Please, you, you're stronger than this. <laughs> Oh, that's funny. That's funny. Yeah, and no, I agree. I agree. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I forget. Greg, Greg do you got a digging tonight? Is Greg making an appearance tonight? Uh, I just had a. Yeah, I wanted to ask you guys a question. I thought was interesting about this movie. Okay. All right. Let me. Uh. Let me. Let's get. Let's get Greg out here. Let's get him out here a bit. Okay. Okay. Dig him up. Can I talk about? Hey Graves, hey Graves. It's almost like we took you out of the cellar. That almost sounded like a little cellar door, you Ooh. know? Sounded like a cellar door. Yeah. Maybe you were in the cellar, you know? Cellar door. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Do you so, guys great, great. Sounds nicer. Yeah, it sounds nicer when you say it, but yeah. <laughs> it's the it's the perfect phrase. Um perfect phrase. Cellar door. The the thing I wanted to ask you guys was, you know, I, I read up a little bit on the real life property you know, where this apparently took place. Mm. And um, apparently the current owners are so distraught over what's going on. And it's not because of the history of the the property or the, the movie, but rather they've been getting, apparently they're kind of an older couple who are just trying to retire. It's a beautiful um, location if you've um, seen the real pictures of it, but they get trespassers on their property like all the time and they put up signs and gates and chains and they do all kinds of things to, to keep people out. And it apparently doesn't stop them. So there's this like hour long video on YouTube by the current owner who's saying, okay, well, a lot of, we looked up into a lot of the history of this, uh, uh, the story, they didn't get our permission 
to to exploit the property like this. A lot of it is not true. They've ruined our lives. Ah. So it's interesting. Like I was thinking, what is the right way to do this? I, you know, on one hand, I like there to be a very interesting and compelling story to be told. Okay, and I don't know how they do this with other places or other people, but on the other hand, you have to imagine you're creating a target for people like the Amityville house. Like yeah. who, who's, uh, who bears the responsibility of what, what the backlash is? Like if you're a property owner, is it your fault? Hey, you should have done the research to know that people would be interested in this property or it's not really their fault because they bought it before the movie was made and it's more incumbent on the movie makers to put out a PSA by saying, don't bother these people um, what do you guys think about that? I think they need to be smart about it and turn it into a tourist attraction. Like, <laughs> why wouldn't you want them like make some money? Shoot, be like, oh, you know, come through the house and you can clap as you go through the house. Like, that's cool. You know, five bucks, five bucks per clap. You know, <laughs> make make some bank. You know, that's what I would have done. Like, if if you want to go down into the cellar, that's an extra twenty. Yeah, it's cost you. Yeah, exactly. yeah. Don't fight it, right? Yeah, exactly. You know, shit. That's that's a tough question. I agree. If I were them, I'd be super upset. If if that's truly, if they're very passionate. That's where they want to live. Well, that stinks. But regardless of how embellished the story is, this is a real story to some degree. Mm-hmm. Um, and something did happen in that house. Um, and so I think that you know. If, as long as people go about it the right way, they do have the right to tell that story. Um, and I hate to say like history, but if it's something that's, you know, written down and has a lot of witnesses, then anyone could tell that story. It's going to get told. So mm-hmm. um, I'm really trying to see it from both sides, but I think that's kind of the side I lean on. Yeah. How does it work? I, I want to hear from any listeners who have gotten a house where there is a history there. Does the realtor, are they obligated to tell you the, if someone has died or if there's been something violent or that's like a, a private mm-hmm. piece of information that doesn't get disclosed to you? That's actually uh, up to the state yeah. and almost all states oh. have to disclose at least up to certain years if there's like deaths in the house. But actually, um, if we talked about anything we've learned, (laughs) this was going to be my one thing to share is I have learned don't buy a house in Rhode Island because that is one of the only states where they do not have to tell you anything that went down in the house. So if anyone has the argument, well, why did they move in knowing this and that? They had no clue. Yeah, yeah. No, I agree. I agree. Yeah, it's crazy. Oh, that's right. Let's uh, let's get Graves out of here then, and we'll, we'll kind of continue on our on our. What did we learn from this movie? Because we we know Graves didn't learn shit from this movie, uh, you know. Um, he was probably he was probably one of the ghosts. He was hiding somewhere in there. Yeah. All right. Well, I like th- it when Graves asks us a question, though. That's fun. I know. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> thanks, Graves. Thanks, Graves. You know. All right. We'll see you later, Graves. <laughs> shut, your, shut your cellar door. Go back downstairs. Okay. Right. <laughs> Oh my God. Can I just say that um, I, I, my husband and I are that couple that walk around and just recite very obscure, weird, like lines from movies and songs and TV shows, just the weirdest things. And we'll say it in public and people will be like, what the fuck are they talking about? 
I cannot tell you how many times if someone even says the word, the phrase talk about, <laughs> I literally put my hand over my mouth and I just go, <laughs> I just go, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> <laughs> I've done it so often in the last like two weeks, especially. It's just like gets stuck in my head. Fantastic! That's funny. That's funny. Uh, yeah. So, Greg, uh, what is what was there? Some things you learned from this movie? Uh, I, yeah, I learned a couple of things. One, I'm going to piggyback of off of Laura's uh, suggestion, but for a different reason. Um, she said, "Don't move to Rhode Island because they don't uh, require disclosure of haunting information of the house." I'm just gonna expand the limits of that and say just don't live in colonial america like <laughs> any of the, the 13 states massachusetts connecticut rhode island new hampshire like all the ghosts there probably have some type of religious witchcraft background mm-hmm. fucked up stuff mm-hmm. i mean i feel like out here where at least where i am socal the ghosts are just you know, surfers, they got beef with sharks or <laughs> surfers. they hate earthquakes. They're mad at mother nature. We don't have like that witchcraft stuff around here. So I'm just saying, don't, don't go over there. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> the other thing is if the dog won't go in the house, you oh, do not go yeah. Mm-hmm. come on. Yeah. I know. Like if he's hesitant, like you don't step foot in that door. That's yeah. Straight up. Yeah. Yeah. Always listen to the dog. You yeah. know, you know, RIP, RIP Sadie, but, you know, always listen to the Aww. dog, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. I mean, the only other thing I kind of noticed was like, and I wanted to make a note of it, just like, a, like never, never pick up a random music box, but like definitely don't pick up one that looks so fucked up and old. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So don't ever, don't ever pick up, a, don't ever, don't ever pick up a random, don't ever pick up a random music Box. How dare you? How dare you? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm not even going to ask where you got that from. I, I randomly found it. <laughs> I went against... You found it like like sitting in front of your car when you walked up to it tonight? Yeah, it was just, it was just sitting on top of my car. I was like, oh, well, I, I could use this tonight. Perfect. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, all right. So let's, uh, let's get to our ratings then. So this is going to be... Very, I think this might be one of our highest consensus ratings, but we'll see. Um, so let's do one to five rating. Let's do um, let's do how many how many claps? Hey everybody, we're gonna cut the pod right there for a sec because what comes next is real and something we did not fully hear when we recorded. So listen carefully, and we'll jump back on after we after we discuss. How many nice. how many claps are you guys giving this movie? What do you what do you think? Uh, what do you think, Greg? Let's go, Greg first. Okay. Oh, shoot. oh, what the? Oh man, Greg's gone. Mm-hmm. What happened? I don't know. He like logged out. What is that noise, dude? Is Brooks messing with me? What's it sound like? Oh my god! Dang, Greg! Greg like jumped off, and then now like you're. Oh shit! I should I shouldn't have done that music box. Fuck! You saw the lights flickering, right? Oh yeah, mm-hmm. I saw the lights. I was creepy. Dude, what the fuck is going on? Oh my god! Oh my god! Brooks is sleeping. It. You didn't hear that like noise? That like boom, 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 boom. Like it kept happening. Mm-mm. It didn't come in threes. I'm legit freaking out. What, what is happening? 
Mm-hmm. Oh my god. So so we're back now. We're back. You guys listened to the clip. Um, so Laura, what the fuck happened? Like what uh, what was going on, Laura? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, it's really strange that all of this happened right when Greg signed off, and we kind of didn't oh, I really didn't know. sign off. I didn't sign off. It my computer shut off. Your computer shut off. Like yeah. it ran out of battery, or it yeah. Just... It, well, it said I had battery, but it was like at the end of its at the end of its life. I had to plug it in. Oh, don't say so, that! Don't what, say end of its life. That's spooky. <laughs> <laughs> well, explain what because I missed it the first time around because I I got kicked off. What what exactly did we just hear? What was that? It was just this weird. It wasn't quite tapping. I just kept hearing this little like boom, 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 boom. And it wasn't really, I don't remember it coming in any kind of sequence. It was just very random. Um, and then after I'd gotten up to make sure it wasn't my husband completely fucking with me, and I was like kind of getting the heebie-jeebies, my lights in my bedroom started to flicker. Mm-hmm. And yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I've we've been living in this house for two and a half years. Um, no lights have ever flickered. The Well, except for one, the only other time lights flickered was when we were watching Paranormal Activity. So <laughs> uh, so now it's two for two. Uh, they've flickered when watching Paranormal Activity and while, while discussing The Conjuring. Yeah, because yeah. I was going to ask you, Laura, like how, because you had your, your headphones on, right? When, right? When we were recording, mm-hmm. right? And so yeah. you could hear the tapping through the headphones? I could. Yeah, that's super. That's pretty decently loud. It's just so weird that I could not hear it at the time we recorded. Like, like I, I, you know, everybody listening, pretty much what you guys heard was me, you know, going through the cut, going through the the edit, and just raising the volume by like two hundred percent, and just wondering, like, hey, I wonder if I'm gonna get anything. And once I started hearing like the actual noises, I kept increasing the volume up as high as I could go to where it's not like insane, but then you can clearly hear the knocking, the talking, the you know. But uh, yeah, when we recorded. I didn't hear any of it you you know Laura clearly asked me like you didn't hear that and I'm like no I didn't hear anything so yeah. it's just crazy you know and and I know it's kind of creepy too like the first the first kind of two knocks that come there's another sound in there and I can't like isolate what it is to me the first time I heard it it sounded like like a music tone or something like that it was weird I feel like it sounds more like talking. To, to me, it sounds like a mixture of what you guys, to me, like when I listen back, it sounds like a mixture of um, like voices and then also a little bit of a, a musical tune at the same time. I feel like I want to get like a, like an audio engineer to like dissect it and like, yeah. oh, God. <laughs> like, like Micah in, in Paranormal Activity where he's got like um, all kinds of soundboards to, to analyze the, the sound waves. But yeah. It's, really crazy i just i just was like in the moment i mean i i had had my cocktail so i was like okay i'm kind of freaked out but whatever i guess i'm hearing things or there's some kind of explanation and i'm like rob you know rob's the resident scaredy cat i'm like Mm -hmm. why aren't you because we can see each other on zoom he saw my light you saw my lights flicker yeah yeah. just didn't Mm -hmm. hear the sounds and you jackass, you're like, well, I'm not there, so I don't care. Yeah, what would the Warrens say if if they uh, if they were there? Would they try to would they try to explain it away by uh, you know like a shaky utility in your crawl space, or are they saying that like, that's a legit? Yeah, they they would try to debunk probably. Um, 
at, at first, you know, cause I, I haven't had anything else weird happen here. So I don't know. Can you just like, can you like turn off your lights, Laura, and just like open your door so it's just darkness behind the door? And then we'll just like stare at the darkness behind the door. <laughs> can we do that maybe? <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> actually, no. I, I, yeah, actually, no. I, I don't want to do that, actually. Yeah, I don't, mm-hmm. I don't want to see it. Oh. it just, it's just funny because like all this stuff reminds me back to uh, Mothman Prophecies, the episode we did, whatever it was, like six or something like that, where that one doctor guy has the quote of like what does he say do you remember what he says greg it's something like once 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 you notice them they realize they see you or something like that and it almost like amplifies what you know what i mean yes you know so it's like it's like shit we you know in essence we notice them and now their eyes are on us now so i was like fuck you know (laughs) Uh, why me though i'm probably you know I don't know. You burned that sage. Apparently, oh, I didn't, I didn't that's know that. Right. That's the other thing. So mm-hmm. I drank a blackberry sage martini. And I also got dried sage because, you know, I was doing it for the photo, obviously. I was like, oh, okay, I'll make my cocktail. And then I'll also burn sage. We're doing the conjuring. That makes sense. How funny. How cutesy. <laughs> So I had, right before we started recording, burned sage and kind of like waved it around. Mm-hmm. But, oh. but it explained to me, but then Greg, but no, I, isn't that supposed to make them go away? That's to ward I don't off, understand. It's to ward off spirits, yeah. but I don't know, maybe yeah. it, it had the reverse effect. I mean, I've got like sage body wash. I'm, I'm going to toss that tonight before I go to bed. <laughs> sage body wash. Yeah. No, you don't want no ghosts getting by your balls? Nothing no, there? Don't oh, want no, ghosts. no. No, no. <laughs> Yeah, maybe maybe Laura though the fact that it was like alcohol involved it like reversed the polarity to where it's attracting things <laughs> because like it was like a blasphemic war. Yeah, you're bringing in like a you know a, probably a you know a bad like element. Maybe I did it wrong. <laughs> That's possible, right? <laughs> you, you lit the wrong end. <laughs> no, maybe there's very specific instructions on how to properly do this, and I of course don't know that at all. Well, it's like so. in in the Conjuring, they the the Warrens were saying like uh, they would hear the knocks in threes as like an insult to the Trinity. Maybe you making the sage an alcoholic drink was an insult to the you know the supernatural powers. Mm-hmm. It's a bit of a stretch. I'm not going to lie. Also, the the taps were not coming in threes. So that's good. That's good yeah. news. <laughs> they were like in twos, right? They were in twos, I think, right? Yeah, and they just didn't they didn't have that rhythmic, you know, like the exact same pauses between each one or like mm-hmm. how often they would come. There was no pattern like you see in a lot of movies. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just very random. It's probably because it's real. Mm-hmm. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Except for the fact that the whole thing started after Rob clapped twice to say that this is how we're rating. And I started to clap one. So if you take his two and my one, that gives you three. And that's Mm -hmm. when all the weirdness started happening. Dang, that's true. It's true. Shouldn't have done those three claps. Shit. I'm I'm done. I'm not even going to clap. You're not. You're not. You're not washing your body anymore. You're not clapping anymore. (laughs) No, I mean, if, um, you know, somebody does something that deserves, you know, uh, praise and admiration. I'm just gonna fold my arms, and if they need to get an explanation as to why, I'll get into it. You know, I don't want to to draw on the demons. Wow, dang, that's crazy. So what? So what's the aftermath now, Laura? Are you gonna like? Are you gonna call a demonologist in? Are you gonna get the guy from Paranormal to come over and? Are you gonna get a Ouija board and just 
just go all the- no none of the above on that uh and i can't wait to play this especially for my husband because i mentioned it to him earlier when this came to light mm. i was like making dinner and he walked by and i was like well i have a crazy story for you and he just was like you guys are tripping you guys are tripping. You're full of shit. But he hasn't listened to it yet, so I can't mm-hmm. wait to hear him try to make up logical explanations as to why there were these sounds. But, you know, that night, I I can tell, like, listening back to my voice, I sound pretty freaked out. Oh, yeah. I remember mm-hmm. I went to bed no problem that night. So, uh, you know, mm. I guess I'll let you guys know what, what happens. Did you, did you still sleep with your foot dangling out? <laughs> Uh, you weren't like a little. You weren't. You weren't like a little nervous. Pull that. Pull that foot in like two inches, maybe. Yeah. Oh wow. Hmm. That's crazy. If I was you, I would have like. I would have worn jeans to bed and sneakers, and I would have had like a full like, outfit on, just ready. ready to run. Yeah, ready, ready for something to pull my leg or something like that. Oh man. Yeah, I I didn't want to say anything to you guys, but like, uh, probably like earlier this week, uh, I like it was just me and my son at the house. My wife was gone for the day, and uh, I had to like run downstairs and get something from my car. So I told my son, he's three now. I'm like, I'll be right back. Like, I'll be right back. You know, you're you're okay in the house by yourself. So I like left him in the house, and I came back, and he was like, looked like he was about to cry. And I just thought like, oh, you know, like he missed me or, you know, whatever. And I was like, hey, what's wrong? And he's like, there's a ghost in the room. And I was like, what? And he's like, yeah, there's like a ghost in the room. And I was like, oh, like, okay. You know, because he, he sh- when he like gets nervous, now he'll shut the door, you know? And then so like, okay, let's go look. So we go and of course there's nothing there. So I was like, oh man, where did that come from? And then like ever since oh, then, it's shit. been like maybe like four days now. I swear to God, you're guys ever get the thing where like you feel like you see something in the corner of your eye line okay okay that actually has been happening to me the last few days oh yeah me too and i can't like shake it i hate it it's been happening to me and i keep thinking i'm seeing my cat run by and i'm Mm. not and i i it happened like five or six times today and it was really bothering me Mm -hmm. and it's actually why i like put my glasses on because I realized, man, I haven't really been wearing my glasses lately. My vision's probably super fatigued, you know, just trying to think of like a explanation, but yeah, that is so crazy that you brought that up that like swear to God that has been happening to me. Yeah. It's, 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 it's wow. so like, anno- I don't even know. If an- <laughs> I don't know if annoying is the right word where it's just like, yeah, like I'll, you know, it's like, I'll be looking one direction and then like, I'll feel like I want to like glance to the side and be like, there's like a, it's like a dark, I don't know. It's it, it's almost similar to like the conjuring, the black when they, when, when Lorraine finally sees like the black like figures you know, mm-hmm. and it's like I'm I'm seeing just like a split like second of like a shoulder, you know what I mean? Or something like that. Cause it's like, of course, right when I look, it's like there's nothing there, but it's just like, yeah, I've been doing that for like the past like maybe week or so now. I don't know. <laughs> this might be the most scared I've ever seen Greg in my life. <laughs> <laughs> nothing, Greg, you don't got anything? Nothing going on in your house? Yeah, that happened to me a couple times this week. Oh, dude, this this is funny. But like crazy. not in the way that you're describing, but, but there were clearly a couple times. You, like, well, not, you fully this, saw like a whole ghost. <laughs> no, I, I kept thinking that like I had a, a hair in the corner of my eye. So I kept trying to like brush, you know, like my hair aside, but it's like short right now. And I kept like, yeah, why would I, I hair? Uh-huh. Yeah, I kept like, I kept like doing this and like, and I was thinking like, oh, maybe like I have an eyelash or something. And it, that happened several times a couple of days mm. uh, over the last week. But Dang, not like, guys, I, don't know. I, I was trying to, you know, 
uh, rationalize it away, but kind of putting it into that context, that's pretty creepy. Oh, wow. That's crazy. Shit. All right. Well, if anybody listening has similar stories or if you guys listen to the audio and you think, think you know what it is or you have an opinion or a theory or, or you're a, whatever Greg called it, a, you know, a mix master and you can like break down that audio for us. And, and if you're fan- a DJ, I don't think you're going to help <laughs> in any way. <laughs> if you want to create a me- remix, that'd be awesome. I'll, I'm up for that, you know? Yeah. Throw like a, a little Wayne beat to it or something. Yeah. I'll, I'll listen to that. We'll yeah. That'd be cool. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So you guys can contact us at uh, conjecturing pod at Gmail or Twitter, Instagram at conjecturing pod. Uh, so that's, that's, you know, kind of like we wanted to come on and talk about it because it's something that happened last minute. We didn't realize it in the moment. But, uh, yeah, that's pretty much it for the episode this week. Uh, oh, and by the way, uh, we all gave The Conjuring 4.5, and we're watching Tremors next week. Bye. <laughs>